from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. If you're into city sites, like you will see um, every beautiful piece of what urban beauty would look like, you know? Glittery riverfront, the moon is, is glowing above, and the train trestles, they're honking and everyone's cheering. MLK and the Eads Bridge behind the stage. And it's just like this incredible uh, city vibe. You know what I mean? I'm Sarah Fenske. A new concert series is now up and running in what may seem like an unlikely place, Laclede's Landing. This historic neighborhood on the edge of downtown St. Louis hasn't been a live music destination since the late, great Mississippi nights closed more than a decade ago. But Drew Jameson hopes to change that. He's the owner of JMO Presents, and they're behind the new Lot on the Landing concert series. It kicked off last weekend. Now, that new location hasn't come without complications, but Drew Drew joins us today to explain what he's up to and why. So, Drew, welcome. Thank you for having me, Sarah. So, Drew, you're a former talent buyer and promoter at established clubs, including Atomic Cowboy. Why head down to the riverfront? Yeah, so, um, you know, I did have a a brick-and-mortar location pre-pandemic, but uh, we were all forced into some changes during that time. And a Mm -hmm. longtime dream of mine was uh, to do these pop-up concerts in uh, areas within the St. Louis city limits that would kind of just showcase different corners, uh, kind of get into places that are underutilized, so to speak. So for Liquid's Landing, I actually only went one time myself as, as a younger music lover, but I, I, I really loved it when I did go. I've heard just amazing stories about it. And also this beautiful riverfront doesn't get utilized nearly enough. And I uh, wanted to try to help change that. So you mentioned you had done some of these pop-up concerts, um, you know, after the pandemic shut down all these traditional venues. You'd hosted some things outside even before this. Uh, what was a part of that? Yeah, uh, the first uh, one we did was called The Lot. So this is kind of like the sequel to to that. Uh, this, the newest one you uh, introed so beautifully is called The Lot on the Landing. So when we did The Lot, it was over next to Bush Stadium, uh, which has a bit more just like built-in security and just the landmark, easy to get to. I mean, we were in between both 40 and 44, so it was just like really easy to get people uh, to know where we were. And it was just at a time when St. Louis needed this so badly live events that were safe, and we followed all COVID protocols. We worked together with the health department very closely and ended up even, you know, getting phones to, to, to help with some different plans throughout the way. So we did some really great techniques that worked and made people feel COVID safe. So uh, those events were small, 250 people. We sold out almost all of them hmm. and uh, paid some musicians and got some people working. I had about 20 employees down there. So, um, yeah, it was just a it was just real good, feeling good moment. We also donated to some charities for that one because we really wanted to just kind of give it all back on that project, you know what I mean, as much mm-hmm. as we could. And um, so we raised about $5,000. The artist of that night would choose the charities. Um, since then, I went over to um, City Foundry, where uh, it was much more, you know, different times. That This COVID thing changes the perception of, um, of ticket buyer consumer behavior just pretty much every single day, you know. So yeah. some days it's gone really, really well, and other days everyone's afraid to go out. And, you know, so all the points in between have, have made it a bit more unpredictable. So when we got our name out there with the lot, and we kind of got into the more basic uh, concert promotion strategy, strategy 
over at City Foundry, and it was really there to help uh, promote City Foundry, which is just incredibly, um, I think they're doing very well this past few weeks on their opening, but it was a bit of a soft opening for the food hall uh, that was to come. So that was kind of the, the, the thoughts behind that. And then fast forward to now, um, like I said, the riverfront, I think it needs some love. Downtown St. Louis has a bit of a stigma right now going on with, 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 with crime and stuff. And some mm-hmm. of it, of course, has facts to back it up. And I think uh, the challenge of getting into this neighborhood and, and, and making it a safe experience, which we we felt very much we have done here the past first week and going into the second week. Uh, yeah, that that's where we're at now. So so, so you mentioned downtown and, and some of the issues involved with it. Um, and there certainly is this perception right now amongst people who don't live in the city that like, whoa, I don't know if I'd go downtown. How do you push past that and get people willing to make that trek to come to not just downtown, but kind of this corner of downtown that can be a little harder to get to? Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, for the record, when you finally figure your ways in and out of this neighborhood, it's really easy to get into, but it, it, it is difficult to possibly maybe go over the bridge by mistake your first time, I must say. I, I did that once or twice. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah, to answer your question here, that there's this initiative that uh, Greater St. Louis made uh, publicly with the, the mayor's office just about a week or two ago, and it kind of aligns perfectly with the thought, and I, I, I'm not really in on those those discussions on top level, but you know, the, the whole concept is, um, safety makes, uh, is created by events, you know, events create safety, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, when you bring in security force and like police force and uh, all the extra elements that you are required to do to, to, to host a responsible event, then come all hundreds and maybe thousands of people, depending on the event, of course, uh, it, it really does, um, stop a bit of the, criminal activity that may have been there if nothing was going on at all. Yeah, you know what I, mean, I mean, people looking for troublemakers aren't going to come to a place that has security guards and a whole lot of other people there. They're, they're looking to maybe pick off um, places that are less populated. Right. I've seen at, at the landing alone, I've seen incredibly good uh, behavior changes in, in that neighborhood. And and it's it, 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 it's great. It's only been like a week and a half. I'm only going to be here for a month. So it's not like this is my permanent home. But it's it's impressive to see that you know we have had you know knocking on wood as I say it zero incidents so far and people have felt very safe and they've been able to explore the riverfront safely it's uh, it's it's that's a really good feeling so far. yeah that's great and so it sounds like you know this issue of, of gun violence that's an issue across downtown this has not at all been an issue for you but there is one issue that you have had to deal with with this location that wasn't an issue for your other two pop-ups and that has to do with the fact that there was an encampment for homeless people is I should say an encampment for homeless people right in this area at what point did you realize there was this riverfront community that's that's kind of right there on the landing? Yes. So um, just to subtly and, and, and humbly correct you on that, there was a tent encampment near City Foundry and we didn't bother anybody then mm-hmm. and, and no one bothered us. And so this least, was an issue that, that was previously on your radar in one of your previous uh, pop-ups. I wouldn't even call it an issue. We didn't have any issues at all. It was just it was a fact of, I mean, home, you know, excuse me, the, the unhoused situation is, is a big crisis in St. Louis and people are... Are, are all over the city are, are, are in the house. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely overall a bigger problem than just uh, this this concert series. But to, to talk specifically on the concert series, I've gotten to know the Riverfront community uh, very much over the past uh, several weeks. We are getting along very well. Um, there was never any um, efforts to evict, so to speak, anybody. But 
like there was a uh, misunderstanding that did come out with um, a, an activist group called Tent Mission SCL, which I've also gotten to know very well. And uh, we've we've come, I, I believe, to a, a, a good place right now. And I think they would say the same too. And they're setting up at our events and uh, raising funds and generating awareness and um, having some success with that as well. We, we gave a, contrib- a smaller contribution as well to help start them off. And I, uh, JB from the Riverfront community, I talk to every day. Mm-hmm. So um, w- when it comes to like where they were when we looked at the property, I have come to realize on my own that this uh, community has moved around in the Riverfront area depending on the time of year possibly. And, 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 and when I had first come, they were over tucked behind the flood wall, which was um, not anywhere near the, the area. Well, excuse me, it, it was near, but it was not – within mm-hmm. the footprint of what we're looking at. Um, and so when we started to, uh, quote unquote, break ground on our pop-up venue, which doesn't involve much construction at all, really just bringing in assets and aligning the temp fencing and all that type of stuff for ticketed events, uh, they had relocated. I think there was some MSD sewer work that relocated uh, the, the Riverfront community to the pavilion, which is the, uh, people call it the Porca Share as well. And it's also just the old Admiral boat it's got a, a roof, and it, I, I can see why it's an appealing place mm-hmm. um, to, 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 to have that encampment. So when that became um, the up, when, when that progress was made, we, we, we quickly changed our plans. We moved what we had planned for that area. Uh, I, I didn't have the means to, to, to provide a different accommodation for anybody, so there was no, we, we wanted them to go untouched. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, uh, there was a misunderstanding there for a bit, but as I said, we've really gotten to a good place, and I'm I, I consider some of these people friends you know, in terms of just like peaceful dealings, and mm-hmm. and and everyone has been very respectful, and I hope they would think the same of us, you know. So, so, so Tent Mission STL—that's kind of the activist group that that seeks to advocate for populations like this, and including this one. They released a statement last weekend, and they acknowledged, you know, that there had been some some misinformation out there, and that you know it wasn't exactly clear what had been going on, but that now you know things were good, that they were working with you, they were happy with what you were doing. But they also said in this statement, they said that you, Drew Jameson, uh, met with the Riverfront community, and that you said at that point that your lengthy refusal. To to meet was, quote, due to explicit instructions by Mayor Tashara Jones's office not to engage in dialogue with unhoused representatives from the Riverfront community. Is that something that the mayor's office had conveyed to you? Don't meet directly with these guys. Well, I think it comes down to this. I can't accommodate any actual um, demands with city resources. I'm a, I'm a very small company. I don't have much pull, so to speak, in this big political clout type way with um, the mayor's office. So it was my understanding was that there were negotiations being had and I would have been getting in the way. Mm. And that was what was asked of me is to not get in the way. And so that's something you, you sought to respect, but at some point it became clear, hey, these guys are here, I'm here, we got to talk. And I, and I didn't, I, I, my contact over there, I, I let them know I have to say something at this point. I have to address these people in a, in, in a direct way. And, and we did, and we quickly got along. So... Yeah. So that's um, great. Yeah. And so you guys and are no now- one was ever going to get evicted because of these concerts. I do have to say that it, it, mm-hmm. it, if there was any um, movement, it, it would have been with a consensual like we have a place for you to live happy ending type way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I am I can't say enough. I, I'm not this 
for-profit, big developer, business type guy. I'm very much hard on my sleeve musician that does work in the music community. And we want everyone, human human rights matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, can't say that enough. Well, that's. I'm glad that you have come to this understanding, and it does sound like from additional reporting we've done on this <clears throat> that that people are feeling good about the arrangements that you've made. So that that's a real credit to the approach of this concert series. Um, and so I want to mention one thing before we talk about how last weekend went, and that's that um, St. Louis's original blues festival has been held on the historic Laclede's Landing. It does not go all the way back to Mississippi Nights that there has been not live music here. However, it has been a little. It's been a few years since we've had that and so you're certainly bringing something back so you've brought it back how did it go last weekend you know i think um for a lot of reasons it's it's been it was a little bit of a slower start but we we did we we've seen some life which is good we've proven our um plans and staffing and layout and footprint can provide safety which is really good Mm -hmm. and our first test will be tomorrow night with the dead south And, and i say that meaning that we'll have probably 800 people down by the riverfront and it should be a really great fun time. And I, I, I that's going to be the dream coming to life, so to speak, you know? Yeah. So, so you, um, a lot of tickets have been sold for this Dead South event. Yeah. It's been going really well. That's exciting. Uh, and a few other ones that will do well as well uh, in the in the coming weeks. Keller Williams is uh, doing a Grateful Grass, which is the Grateful Dead tribute. His show is selling well. And um, Aaron Cam and the One Drops. And then we have some free events that I think will also bring some great crowds too. So... So that's exciting. And even if people aren't a fan of these bands, I think it's worth noting, you have mentioned this is just one of the most scenic views in the metropolitan St. Louis area. Tell people what this site looks like when you're actually down there for an evening concert. I'm glad that I'm getting a chance to explain it because I really do think it's, it's, it's incredible. So in the middle of your... Firstly, I think it's important to say that um, Lumiere Casino has, has been kind enough to us uh, to a park on the former ground of Mississippi Nights, which is... Uh, now the Hotel Lumiere parking lot. Uh, so we have this like entrance that's um, you park at the top of this of the hill on First Street, and you come wrap around the old Sundeckers and walk down Dr. Martin Luther King Drive. And as you're walking down, you're seeing Riverfront and JMO staff and signage, and just like it, throughout the night, it turns into this glittery river. River uh, and and the moon is is glowing above and. There are both uh, MLK and the Eads Bridge behind the stage, as mm-hmm. well as just walking down to your right. You just see all these, like, if you're into city sites, like, you will see um, every beautiful piece of what urban beauty would look like, you know? And uh, the train trestle is also, uh, I, I, I must say that it comes, it came by a bit more than usual last night. It usually comes around <laughs> once a show, but it, they're honking and everyone's cheering, and it's just like this incredible, uh, city vibe you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh the arch is is during the day visible for um but from the stage so for the daytime events you'll be able to see a sliver of the arch um yeah can't can't say enough that, that how beauty beautiful it is and especially the weather we've been having the past couple of days it's fall right now and it's not too hot and yeah, it's been yeah. A good time. Well, you make a great case. People need to come down for these concerts. So, uh, Drew Jameson, owner of JMO Presents, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time. And we want to go out of this conversation with just a little bit from the band that's playing this Saturday at the Lot at the Landing Concert Series. This is the Dead South.
And that is In Hell I'll Be Good Company by the Dead South. The Lot on the Landing series runs through October 10th. Tickets and details are at jmopresents.com slash the lot. This episode was produced by Laura Hamden with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.